All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Too Many Hobbies. I am your host, Brian Althorpe. Today's episode, we're going to be wrapping up the late goose season here in Ohio and discussing how that went for us. So let's get into the show. All right, guys, thank you for tuning back in to another episode. The hunts that I'm going to be reviewing today and discussing are all posted on YouTube right now. The last hunt just went up yesterday, and yeah, they all turned out pretty well. I mean, the the videos themselves turned out really good. We were able to get a couple extra cameras on the last hunt, and then... The two hunts before that also had two different views on them, which was really cool to do. Luckily, Jeff has a GoPro as well and was running it during these hunts. So got some different perspective on those hunts. If you guys want to check those videos out, they are on YouTube at Brian Althorpe Media. Make sure you guys check the videos out, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm also putting the Too Many Hobbies podcast episodes on YouTube just as the audio files for now until I start doing video. And at the moment, I am working on trying to get a good spot up here in this office so that I can have a decent background and it's not just a bare wall. So hopefully we can get that hashed out pretty soon. I've got new cameras, new lenses, all that good stuff, and I'll actually be talking about that in the next episode when I talk about different equipment that I've bought this year to do more weddings. So let's get into the topic for today, which is the late goose season. Our duck season, we already talked about, that ended really well. And transitioning from that into late goose season was pretty interesting because we got a massive cold snap just after the new year. And um, that really pushed a lot of birds around. Well, it kind of centered a lot of birds around open water. And that's kind of what we started targeting. In most years, I'm always looking for big groups of birds, always trying to find you know, the biggest area to traffic them, going out to my private pond out in Delta, and there's always a ton of birds out there. But after some scouting at the beginning of the late goose season, we decided that we were going to start targeting much smaller groups of birds. And that actually worked out really, really well for us throughout the entire late goose season. Around here, there was just so many people this year that were hunting the, the late goose season. And particularly in the marsh behind my house, they were using that a lot. There was a lot of birds that were running from the Cedar Point National Wildlife Refuge over to Mummy Bay State Park. And it's no secret that everybody likes to go in there and try and traffic those birds. So after seeing all that, we decided that we were going to shy away from I mean we hunted it once and that was more of just a that was out of uh what am I trying to say here it was an easy hunt we were trying not to make it too 
difficult, so we just decided to walk back there and see what we could do. There were birds in there, and last year, the late goose season, it was the marsh itself was pretty much frozen until about the last two weekends of the season. And then I went in there and was shooting geese in the afternoons because they were using it as a roost. And for anybody that wasn't watching that area, they wouldn't have known that the geese were using it as a roost. I think that a lot of people this year, just because of the boom in our area from with the hunting and stuff due to all the COVID stuff and everybody being out of work and having all this extra time to hunt, a lot of people just look at the Mallard Club as like an easy way to get out and try to shoot birds and it's not a bad spot to be in the late goose season if you're if you want to shoot something but you can't expect them to work you and like actually decoy in you're going to get a lot of you're just trafficking birds you're just pass shooting and I don't think it's not my favorite way to hunt trafficking birds I would rather I mean I'm sure everybody else would too but I work harder to find birds that I can decoy than traffic birds. So once we realized that that was, that that place was completely, we we were out of commission there. We're not going to be able to hunt that. We started finding smaller areas. There's three, four, five rivers that come right through Northwest Ohio. So we started finding small bodies of water off the rivers and trying to find spots that geese were roosting, not or not roosting, loafing either way. And so we were scouting around like lunchtime, trying to find these birds that were just sitting in these areas. And we were finding groups of like 40 to 60. And so we were starting to target those. So once we did enough scouting, we didn't hunt the, f- I didn't hunt the first weekend of late goose. The following weekend, is when we started targeting the first small group of birds that we found. And the spot that we hunted isn't very well known. Um, It was a small little channel off of a main river. And this channel was wide enough that these birds were able to sit there comfortably, but it wasn't near anything else. Like, there's no... um, there's like some some marinas and stuff around it and they weren't really sitting in those marinas sometimes in the late season you'll see a lot of geese in the marinas around us and these birds were just sitting down in this small chunk of water and actually in this area at the time it was freezing everything around it was freezing and there was just this small pocket of water and we could really only get there with the kayaks we could have probably taken a boat but it was a little too shallow. So we we got there at like seven o'clock, I think. We weren't we weren't expecting birds to move very early, just because the ones that we had seen in this area were using it as a loaf and it was pretty pretty much like a we were seeing them around like lunchtime. So me and Jeff go there. I have my kayak with the layout blind on it he has his kayak he has a trolling motor on his so that worked out nicely to break up the ice that we were going through and the spot that we were in just had high cattails 
and we were right on the edge of this this small channel. When we we didn't realize it, but once we got got there and started setting up, there was like twenty geese came out of the cattails, like thirty yards from us, and flew off. So they were already there, and they were already sitting there, whether they roosted there overnight or whatever. And uh, we didn't get a shot off on him, but Jeff, Jeff loads one shell in his gun trying to shoot him. And uh, so we sit there. We get set up around like, it had to have been like 7.45. And 7.45, 8 o'clock, we're set up. We're sitting there, and then at like 8.30, we heard a single goose, and it was flying over us. We thought it was flying over us, and we're both looking up in the air because it sounded like it was flying above us. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this goose just dump into our decoys at like 10 yards. So we both shoot. Jeff doesn't realize that he's, he has only one shell in his gun because we only took one shot at these geese. Or at this goose, sorry. So he just loads one shell back into his gun. We go out, get the goose, and then like... 15 minutes later, or another half hour later, I think it was like 9 o'clock, we have this group of six come right up over the power lines on the other side of the river and just lock up, come right in. So these were birds that we had seen sitting there using it as a loaf. And, I mean, we only had two dozen decoys out just because we had only seen like 40 in this spot, so we weren't going to try to make it too crazy and put 60 or 70 floaters out there plus we couldn't fit them in the kayak so we put out these 24 these six came right in at like 12 yards 15 yards i sit up <laughs> jeff takes one shot he think he thought that he hit the the one we, we thought we hit the same one so this first bird goes down and jeff keeps trying to shoot and he's only got that one shell on his gun, so he only shoots once. I end up tripling on these geese. And it's just it sucks because if Jeff would have had his gun loaded, we probably would have shot more of them out of that group. But so I triple. We have four geese, and it's 9 o'clock. And we weren't sure that birds were even moving this early. We just had happened to get there early because... We, we were so unsure that we figured we'd play it safe. And we're both sitting there and we go, man, it'd be awesome if we were done. Uh, if two more came in, we were done at 9.15. So literally at 9.10, a pair of geese come up over the same power lines from the same area and just dump straight in even closer than the other ones and we dropped both of those because Jeff luckily had three shells in his gun this time and so we were done at 9 15 it was unbelievable but it just goes to show like that we you know we put the time in and we were checking areas I was checking different different rivers Jeff was checking spots and we were trying to target smaller groups of geese and we only needed six birds. We knew that we were going to be hunting together, so we only needed six. So why go try and find four or 500 birds that we know aren't going to decoy when we can find 40 that we can pick off of 
you know, smaller groups and actually convince geese to decoy. I mean, we, we had birds trying to land on skim ice in front of us. Our decoys were completely locked up in the ice and they just didn't care. I mean, at first goose that came in was, it had already landed. It landed on the skim ice and I, it was just, it just goes to show you that if the birds are using an area, you can you can hope well more times than not you're you're going to be able to pattern the geese the geese aren't as finicky as the ducks are if the geese like an area they're going to use it until there's something that pushes them out of that area so we got out of there quick hoping that you know if there was other birds in that area we weren't going to scare them off and they would you know the rest of them would stay there and we could target them another day so the following weekend we end up hunting the marsh by my house for the first day we're sitting there and the you can just see on the lake the fog just rolls in so slow and i mean it ends up covering the entire marsh we can't see anything we can barely see the last decoys that we have out we only have a dozen out um that day we only had one group and they just did a flyby like they flew over me and Jeff had both our dogs there. Um, Boomer did not like the ice, so he didn't go and get the one bird that we shot. But Jeff's dog, Lucy, was able to get her first goose. She doesn't seem to care about the ice. So that was really cool. That was worth going out. We I only stayed out until like 9 o'clock, I think, that day anyway. Um, the day after that, we went back to the same spot that we had hunted the weekend before. We brought Damien with us, and... That day, we only had, we were, that river, that area of the river had completely melted all the ice, so there was a lot more open water in that area, which was funny because the marsh that we hunted was completely frozen solid. So we go back to this river, and it's wide open. We have a big group of geese to our right and that was directly in between where we were getting birds to come from the time before which really really screwed us because we were work we had birds that were locked up coming in and as soon as they would clear the trees and they could see up the river they would turn and go with those geese and um we had one group of three come in at like 10 12 yards so we had a really good shot on those. We shot all three of them. And uh, that's in that the second video. Um, you can see the flyover from the marsh. You uh, can see those three that came in. And, I, I mean, as long as I get to shoot at something, I, I, don't, I don't mind. Like, I'm not out there to try and – I don't get mad if I don't shoot my limit of birds and all that. Um it is a lot more fun, obviously, when you're shooting more birds. But, I mean, as long as you, we convince something to come in, like, that's a success for me. So, both days I thought were good. Um, being We were one of, like, four groups in the marsh, and we were able to convince those birds to come to us through the fog, which was just pure calling. And my calling's not the greatest. I don't do a bunch of trick notes and stuff. I just do clucks and moans. And uh, I, I, it, it works. So, I, I'm... I've tried to do different stuff with it, but I just try to keep it simple as well. Um, those three, I'm pretty sure they saw the decoys, but I did do a little bit of 
um, of calling just to get them, see if it would help. I just started blowing. They came right in. Um, so that was awesome. Now, the last hunt that we did was this past weekend. It was the last weekend of the Lake Goose season. We had hunted this spot the weekend before, and I knew that there was birds using this area. I work right near where I was, um, where I was hunting. So there was, but I was driving up and down the river and there was just thousands of birds up and down the river. And it's just hard to find when it's this late in the late goose season, if it's cold, everything locks up like the whole river locks up and there's only a few spots where you know there's going to be open water so what we did is we hunted this area the weekend before and so it's two weekends ago and we hunted it in the morning like we got up there at like seven o'clock there's a freaking blizzard so we <laughs> we got there later than we we wanted to anyway but there was so much snow it was unbelievable and uh we had a really bad wind um couldn't even look to our right just because the wind was so brutal in the snow um we couldn't see any birds that way like you couldn't look th- that that way that long um it was just so cold i think it was like 15 degrees or something 14 degrees it was just brutal and we didn't have a lot of birds work we had no birds work us, but we didn't see many birds in general in the morning. So what I did is after we got skunked that day, we had f- actually we had four that worked in, but they were in the tree line and the snow was blowing so hard that we didn't see them until they were like almost at the decoys and they swung out and we thought they were going to try to come back into the wind and they ended up like swinging out and then landing like 60 yards out. So we didn't, we didn't end up shooting those, unfortunately. Um, but I was scouting all week. I was driving up and down the river at my, on my lunch break and there was just birds everywhere, but they were flying later in the day. Like they were flying at like noon, one, two o'clock. So we decided for the last day of our season here in Ohio, which I don't understand why they do this, but it's on a Saturday. So we ended up hunting that Saturday. This was last Saturday. Um, and it was just, it it was really cold. I think it was 12 degrees when we got there. (coughs) And I mean, yeah, it was brutal. But there was so much ice that locked up all around us that we were, we were in some of the only open water and I knew that they were using this area in the afternoon. And I mean, there was goose poop everywhere. I'd seen them in the afternoons. And so this was a loafing area that we were using. We were sitting right on an ice shelf, sitting in some brush. And there was four of us. It was me, Jeff, Damien, and Damien's dad. So we get there and me and Jeff just decided we're going to throw out as many decoys as we possibly can. So when you're driving up and down the river, you see these huge groups of geese. I mean, there's like 
200 birds, 300 birds in each group. And the only times that you're seeing geese land with them is these big groups. If there's smaller groups up and down the river, they're not landing with these smaller groups. So we decide that we're going to take like 150 decoys, which I think we were somewhere around 150, maybe more than that. But I mean, we had floaters, shells, full bodies, silhouettes. We had everything. And between like, I think we had gotten set up by two o'clock and five minutes after we set up, we had a group of like 12 come in and I don't know what it is about these people and their guns, but Damien's dad gave him, he gave Damien three shells because they were shooting three and a halfs, but then never put three in his gun. So when we had this group come in, he sat up to shoot and he had geese at like maybe 15 yards, probably closer than that. And he said they pulled up and click, racked it, clicked, realized they never put shells in his gun. Damien's gun got stuck in his blind. So me and Jeff sit up and we start shooting right away. And uh, and then Damien shoots. And I think between the three of us, we dropped four. The worst part about that hunt was that we had two cripples. As soon as that group came in, we had two more groups that were flying above us. So me and Jeff get out and we're trying to chase these geese, but we're also trying to like stay down so that the other groups can try and work in. But at that time... We only had two that were stone cold dead, and we had two that were crippled going across the river. So I run across the river and never catch up to this goose until I get, like, on the bank. So I'm on the bank, and I realize that I'm in a park. So I leave my gun at the edge of the river so I'm not tempted to shoot it in the park. And I follow this goose. I can see its tracks going through the snow. So I follow this thing through the snow into a ditch and I see it sitting there and as soon as I slide into the ditch it tries to fly away and its wings get stuck in the tree and I literally football tackled it into the ditch (laughs) and I felt so ridiculous tackling a goose but I made it that far and I was dying I was so out of breath it was so cold that my lungs were just on fire so we Jeff gets his cripple. I get this one. We come back, and I think we shot between two and four. That seemed to be when these geese were, like, really wanting to use this area. We had another group of, like, ten come in. We dropped a few out of that. And then we had another group of four come in. And in that second group, one of them we hit. It landed. And then when I went out to get it, it flew away and flew right over into a field, like, over it it was gone that thing had had uh that thing had bulletproof vest on it so it was gone so we had six after the first two groups and then we had a group of four came that came in and all of us had our guns loaded luckily no issues there and um yeah because in the second group jeff never loaded his gun again he needs to figure that out if he's gonna keep hunting with me he needs to figure out how to load his gun um so jeff if you're listening load your gun and the group of four we knocked all four of them down and then after that it seemed like there was a there was a group hunting a field like down the street from us 
and every time we'd hear them shoot, about three minutes later, we'd see geese flying over us, and they just hightailed it right into town. They didn't care about us, and we we really struggled to get anything to decoy after that, and I don't think it had anything to do with what we were doing. We didn't change anything, but... um. It just seemed to be like at that time there was just a certain there was a certain place that they wanted to be where they were roosting or whatever, and it was just hard to get them to work after that. But we were, I mean, we ended up shooting ten geese that day, so I mean, we were only two shy of a four man limit. And uh, you know, for the last day of goose season, that is to me that's really good. I mean, I don't really have a lot of luck. The last day of the season seems to be that last day that something happens where like I'm hunting I don't see anything I start packing up and then geese fly over exactly where I was sitting or something like that that's just a sign that the (laughs) the season's over and I need to just go home but this day worked out a lot better we put a lot more work into it um we really got technical with it we did we even moved our trucks we were hunting right off of a parking lot and I mean, normally I wouldn't really think about, like, normally if you're in a field, you think about it, but it's weird when you're sitting on the edge of a river where you just don't think that your car matters. So we moved all the trucks. We had all uh, had a good hide. We had an incredible decoy spread. I mean, we had, like, little islands that we had decoys on. Um, it just it looked insane, and it worked out really, really well. Like, the geese came in so close that the last group of four – we even said, like, if if we hadn't shot them, they were going to land on the ice, like, at our feet. And we shot them at, like, eight yards. So that, that just tells you, I mean, like, I watched these birds for weeks. And then that same, that last week, I was really trying to dial in. I sat there and just watched birds land and how they worked in and just pretty much replicated exactly what I had seen when I was watching them and it worked out great. So that's the recap of our late goose season. It really wasn't, it was productive for us, but I mean like as far as numbers of birds, it wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about. I mean, 20 birds in the late season really isn't a lot to most people. I know a lot of guys that were hunting fields in the last couple weeks and they were shooting 15, 18 geese a day, but those were in private fields. And I don't know, there's just something about shooting geese on water that I'm always going to do that as opposed to try and shoot them in a field. It's just, I like shooting them in fields. Don't get me wrong, but when I see them landing on water, it's just, it's so cool. But when I have to chase them 400 yards across a river, that really sucks so we're gonna try to not do that again but (laughs) yeah it was it was a good good late late goose season I'm glad that we spent the time that we did and like got technical with it and it just it felt pretty rewarding at the end of it I'm glad that it's over um I miss it but I'm glad that it's over need need to fix the stuff that I've broken this year which seems to be pretty much everything I have a boat out of commission. I have decoys that got blasted. There's just a lot to do. And 
I mean, we've got plenty of time until until it comes back in, but we'll get we'll get covered with fishing here pretty soon, and that'll take over our lives throughout the summer. So appreciate you guys tuning in. If you made it this far, make sure that you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys rate the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating, a review. Um, let me know what you guys think about the show. If there's anything that you guys want me to cover in future episodes, please let me know. And that's a wrap. So we will catch you guys on the next episode.